Warning, this program contains strong themes meant for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Going live in five, four. What does live mean? Uh. Welcome to the Rambling Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. I'm Irene Host Christina. And this is the show where we ground humanity's most absurd and baffling ideas, which we do every week. Yes. And last mm-hmm. week we were talking about giving ideas power. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When we give ideas too much power, and when we extract, extract power from ideas as well, collapsing entire things, religions and, and governments and currencies, all things that are powered on on sort of the energy, the power, the true magic of imagination. Ah. Imagination. Mm-hmm. Imagination. With a little rainbow is Spongebob who does that, right? Imagination. Yes. And so the little rainbow shows over my head. I'm going to put the effects. Nobody can see it but you, but it's going to be great. I'm going to so, do it in post. There's not even a video. You're the, only one who, you're the only one who's going to see it. Me? Yeah, you're going to see... Oh. Uh, I don't even know where you're going to see it because it would require some sort of uh, uh, playback of the... Uh, uh, I, I'll get an artist to draw this moment with the rainbow. Boom. So everyone can see it? So everyone can see it. Yeah, now everybody can see it. It's a medium that is accessible to the public. Okay. Anyways, I w- what the hell was I even saying? That we give too much power to Monopoly money. Yeah, we do give power to Monopoly money. It's crazy. It's the power of imagination, man. It's crazy. We do. We we give these ideas power, and it is absurd that we do that. But sometimes we think that things don't have power, and that they are ideas, and they are the other way around. What do you mean? <laughs> so, in opposite of giving ideas power, sometimes there are things that we just think aren't even things they're just ideas we're like no that's that's just imaginary uh-huh. and this happens pretty often a real common occurrence in which this happens is aliens a lot they of people mean... just think aliens don't exist okay they just objectively are like no that can't happen especially like most people who believe in religions yeah they're, they're like, the major we have religions. to be alone yeah like the universe was made for us yeah and so a lot of people do believe that there is no such thing as aliens. That's an imaginary idea to them. Mm-hmm. And that's that's great, whatever. But there's aliens. But there's aliens? But there's aliens. We have many of them. So it's not that it's an imaginary idea. But this happens a lot, including things that we ourselves haven't really considered. Now, we've briefly glossed over, but we've never really deep dove into the mechanics of a unicorn. What? Yeah, okay. because there's a couple of ideas here. And and I'm going to show you where I began and where I ended with this thought. And it got really confusing mm-hmm. and a bit scary at times. Because of the unicorn? Because of the unicorn. And I became fascinated by the unicorn because, I don't know, it's an interesting majestic creature that poses as something simple, is elusive the way like Bigfoot is. Yes. And are you saying people don't but people don't believe in the unicorn but But you're saying it's a thing? The unicorn might be a thing. Why? Well, the unicorn 
is well before you even get to why it might be a thing the idea behind this is that the unicorn itself uh uh possesses a certain kind of power an ability that it's you know it's like bigfoot it does disappear it vanishes it's elusive we can't find it people think that that's just a part of imagination because mm-hmm. of that there's no proof the proof is gone it ceases to exist and i i found that interesting that we do have this thing like bigfoot that is there like that's not a thing like bigfoot is it i mean maybe once upon a time i don't even know i'm saying that it's elusive the way bigfoot is like have there been stories of people seeing unicorns though yes but not recently neither have there been stories of bigfoot recently or aliens I i feel like more recent than unicorns though I think unicorns right before Bigfoot. Really? Yes. I think unicorn. I think Bigfoot dominated the 20th century, like uh-huh. 1900s to the 2000s. Uh-huh. But the uh-huh. unicorns was like the 1800s, maybe, maybe a little earlier. For real? Yeah. I don't think it was like way back. It was back there, but it lasted Big, big, big. Still around this time. What? Like it ended towards the 18... Do you know where they were seeing unicorns? I'm not sure where they were seeing unicorns per se, but I can give you some generalizations of to where unicorns were seen. But my interest in the unicorn Mm -hmm. came in that we've glossed over the unicorn before and haven't really been able to establish what it was. We we joked about it being perhaps a horse. Mm Mm-hmm. On adrenochrome, because everything is on adrenochrome. And that just seems pretty obvious. Sometimes yeah. it's a small change. Sometimes it's a big change. Mm-hmm. It's that makes whatever. sense. Yeah. Like, Steve still looks like a plain groundhog. Mm-hmm. Like, he's sometimes... Just powers. He's just got powers. Or sometimes you go from being a wolf and become some crazy wetchage-looking thing. Yeah. You know? Or a werewolf. A werewolf. Okay, yeah, okay. like drastically different yeah. things. So, yeah, it ranges. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm thinking it's that. That's what you think a unicorn is? Yeah, I'm thinking the unicorn is that to begin with, right? Okay. That's where my thought begins. I'm like, uh, yeah. But then then I go through some stories, Mm -hmm. which I'll tell you all about. How many involve blood? Potentially one. But that's the one that matters. Okay. And I don't actually... The potential is the best part here, because I don't think it is blood. And I think this is why we need to catch a unicorn okay okay because i pose forward that the unicorn is using fear the way that santa claus is but on an individual scale hmm what do you mean i am confident of it but let's go down the rabbit hole Okay. Honestly, I thought you were gonna say that it's. You think it's an alien? <laughs> I don't <laughs> like, think okay. it's an alien. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's some sort of something figured it out. Something figured it out. I don't know what exactly it is. I just know it has powers. I guess the next step would be to find out if it is what we think. If it's doing what we think it's doing, then what is it? Mm-hmm. That would be the next step. Okay. Because it hasn't figured out how to do this on a scale like Santa Claus. But I'll show you as we move forward. So, let's break apart the basic things we know about a unicorn, right? A unicorn 
it's usually thought of with a uh a single long horn horn yeah and it looks like a horse it looks like a horse i guess too it's usually white Mm -hmm. and it's very very absorbently white is that important well no that's how we picture it okay and it's also again like i said before highly elusive Mm-hmm. Really difficult to see. And they say it's magical. I oh. don't understand. Are there stories that prove that it's magical? Besides, but, like, it's elusive. Because that's the same thing with Bigfoot. Like, it's magical because... It, I don't I don't get it. Like, the whole... It's hard to find proof of equals it's got to be magical. Like, I don't... I don't see the connection there, but... Yeah, because so what far, has a unicorn done, right? Yes. What has a unicorn done that's magical? Yeah. For anybody to say it's magical. Exactly. Like the Bigfoot. What has it done? Exactly. What has... It's just elusive. Yeah. They're they're chalking that off to magic immediately. Yes. Yes, That's (laughs) what it feels like. But is there anything else to it? It's like disappearing, right? Oh, it disappeared. It must be magic. Yes. Not that it knows everything around itself and is familiar and where's the best hiding spots and whatever. But okay. Is there any other detail we know about a unicorn? Is that all of it? That's all I know. <laughs> That's all I know. I don't think there's anything strange about it. Nothing strange about it. I don't think it's part. bigger than any horse or smaller than any horse or like there's nothing special. If you think of Harry Potter, it has silvery blood, but I think that's just a Harry Potter thing. Interesting. I like that. That's cool. But that's not real. <laughs> Is there any stories like that? That would be interesting if there are stories like that and Harry Potter was just basing it off of... Do you think Harry Potter would have the intelligence to go do some research on some crap? Why not? Well, I think the wonder there was that it was generated from somebody's mind as opposed to... Like, a lot of that was original. I'm sure it took inspiration from research that was done, but a lot of that was just, in like, original stuff. Mm-hmm. Although I am not the biggest fan of the of the Harry Potter world, I do value the level, the quality at which it was crafted. It is impressively deep. Yes. It is incredibly deep. Harry Potter is a work of genius. I'm just, it's not my thing. I don't like fantasy. Uh-huh. You're a hater? Yeah, I'm essentially a hater because I don't like fantasy. Okay. But yeah, I understand the value of it. You go through it, it is, some, it is complicated and deep. But, as for the unicorn. Mm-hmm. Which Harry Potter has probably one of my favorite iterations of the unicorn. It was like a goth unicorn, the weird dark situation it was involved in. Because they were, it was still mystical and like hidden, right? Yeah. It was just Voldemort hunted one down and just drank its blood. We had to keep doing. He has to keep doing that. Yeah. He survives off of the unicorn blood. <laughs> That's crazy, right? Holding yeah. the edge of life. Well. Very adrenochrome type. It is, right? It totally is, bro. He was on adrenochrome. Get the hell out of here. It was adrenochrome, 100%. You can't tell me anything else. He was a wizard on adrenochrome. Yeah. That's why he became that freaking nature. Exactly. He changed he and changed. everything. Exactly. He changed. His nose and everything. His face altered. He warped the way something on adrenochrome would. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What? But... So, early mentions of the uh, unicorn. Because, you know, we got to follow its trail, see what we could find one if it's so elusive. And boy, is it elusive. Mm-hmm. Aliens? Way less elusive. Almost every civilization has some mention of aliens. 
usually in the same manner, saucers and like flying things and things coming from the sky. It's yes. the same crap over and over and over. It's all UFOs. Yeah. That's oh, the most common. Always 100% of it. But not in this case. What do you mean? There are so few mentions of the unicorn. It is absurd. Exactly. It's truly like Jesus, kind of. It's like you got the Bible and then that's it. Yeah. So. Well, and see, he's mentioned in the Quran. That's a lie. So he's mentioned the Bible and the Quran. It's like, okay, this is like way less probable. There's nothing proving this thing is out here. The unicorn or Jesus? <laughs> Either. <laughs> but there uh, is the. In this valley civilization, right? This is about 3,000 years before Christ. And they had mentioned in their scripture and in their writing mm. a unicorn. And they mentioned it as a single-centered curved horn that went forward and then up at the end. So it wiggled its way. It wiggled. Which I've seen iterations of, and I didn't know where that came from. I've seen three different ones. It's the pointy spike, the spirally one. And then the wiggly one. Weird. I've seen all three. And I never really realized I was seeing all three until somebody made a distinction. But were you seeing them on different animals or you're seeing them no, on No, all of them on unicorns, but different iterations of unicorns. Oh, okay. And uh so I, I thought that was interesting that that distinction was made, and then I remembered, yes, I've seen spiral horns and whatever in different like pictures and you know, shows or movies or paintings or whatever. Except their description of this creature was that it was cow-shaped. Cow-shaped? It was cow-shaped. So it was a big boy. It was a big boy. <laughs> and it was thought of as a symbol of power. They thought it was a powerful thing because of its size. Mm -hmm. I guess it's still a unicorn. Yeah, still a unicorn. Mm. What's interesting about this is they... Although there not many places mentioned it, they mentioned it often. They mentioned it they often. They mentioned it often. To the point that they would put this creature like it was part of their normal ecosystem. They would place it on their crests. They would put it on their it was like their you know, their national creature, the unicorn. It could be just a mascot. Mascots it could totally don't be. have to be real things. Yeah, but it was like their the people's mascot essentially. Yeah. And they, they, you know, they wrote about it all the time. But it could be, you know, like that episode of Star Trek, their entire world revolved around the idea of a dragon. And they just talked about the dragon consistently. I'm like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. But there's no dragon. Well, there's not a dragon. Yeah, it doesn't need to be a dragon. It's a story. But they based stuff on story. So the, I'm thinking the unicorn could be that case in this situation that they kind of based so much of their society on the unicorn. Mm -hmm. Did they have cows, though? Like, yeah, it's described as a cow, but we're... No, they didn't describe it as a cow. They said it was shaped like a cow, but uh -huh. they were fully aware of what a cow was. Okay. And they were fully aware of what a horse was. Okay. They thought this is like a cow-shaped uh, uh, cow thing with one single horn. Mm -hmm. Now, what's interesting here is, uh, in trying to debunk this, my assumption would be the only cow-shaped horned creature would be a rhinoceros. Rhinoceros. Mm, seems powerful. It's bulky. It's a big boy and it's muscular. It looks like a tank and it's thick skinned. So if they're talking about something that's a symbol for power, I couldn't think oh, of something that I think of more where powerful. Where was this place at? Do you know? I have no idea where this location mm, is. Because, yeah, rhino makes sense. Rhinoceros does make sense. Well, all right. I just looked it up. It says 
that it's in the northwestern regions of South Asia, which is Pakistan and northwest India and eastern Pakistan. I don't know if that's helpful. Here's a picture of a map of it. But so it's of, the Middle East. Yeah, none of it looks familiar. Yeah, I guess that's Asia. That's the Middle East, right? Does that make sense? No, the Middle East is in Asia. So that's just a corner of... What, is there a further away map? A further away map? This is like the only map I find, and then it just shows like... Okay, so then, yeah, yeah so basically in the Middle East, if it's around Pakistan and India and that kind of region. So that's where the Indus Valley civilization was. In. And they, they thought of it as a cow with a horn. There's got to be rhinos there. No, I don't know. There aren't any rhinos there. That's what's weird. If we look at where rhinos are found. I'm sure it's going to tell us Africa. You think that's the only place in the world that has rhinos? I... Yes is my bet. I'm like 95% positive. Okay, like two of them, the species, are in Africa and three are in South and Southeast Asia. Holy crap. Hmm, hmm. So there are rhinos over there. Yes. So maybe. At least close to there. Close enough. Because that's the Middle East. It's not the Southeast. Yeah. But it's close. So, yeah, it would have been probably rarely seen. Mm -hmm. But that's why it was so popular they because probably, they never see it. Yeah, it's people so rare. next door somewhere that they've never been to had a creature that had a horn and was big and bulky and elusive because they never seen it. Mm -hmm. And the civilization was perhaps probably based on the stories of one group who thought that it was common just over the hill. And they were like, what interesting oh. creature this, that's just over our hill. He's our creature too. We're all the same people and he's just over the hill and we've never seen him. He's that elusive. Yeah. He hangs out with only the people that are elusive like him over there. Mm -hmm. Now, so maybe nothing magical about that. Maybe nothing magical about that. And that that might hold some water to some degree, except when you consider some of the greatest record keepers of the world, which are two. Mm -hmm. The Jews are amazing record keepers. They are some of the originators of record keepers. And the Greeks mm -hmm. are the other really good record keepers. After they finally began record keeping, obviously, because a lot of the crap that they had was just hearsay. You know, I, I got a story. I told you the story. You told him the story. They told them the story. And it's like, we got a million versions of the same story. Which version do we write down? And are these about unicorns, though? In Well, they don't actually have. This is what's interesting about the Greeks, particularly. They don't have a, men a single mention of a unicorn oh. in their mythology. What? I would expect. Oh. oh. Yeah. This is where it gets really incredibly weird. The only place that they have unicorns mentioned are in their natural history books. And in their history books. So the natural history books, uh, historians record them. And in um, just like biographies and stuff, people reporting to have seen unicorns. So there are mentions of it. There are mentions only of unicorns in real world instances. There are no mythological unicorns in. Weird. Yes. Weird. They thought of unicorns as actual creatures, they not magical creatures. Yes, but this 
it's not even the magical creatures. They thought of it as a real creature that existed somewhere. Yeah. With them. Mm-hmm. Screw the magic. They they just casually thought this was an everyday thing. Yes. But this is the second civilization that we've come across. Now, the only people who mention them mention them as what? As always present. Mm-hmm. Second time. These people straight up just had them in history books. But they look like horses, though. Well, they believed that they were about the like the, the first the horn in the middle it was freaking huge it was 28 inches what yes how is it holding that well, I mean, it's not I heavy mean, it's it not could heavy. be a very yeah, thin yeah it could be like bird uh <laughs> bird bone type Ugh. now v- known as very uh uh jumpy and skittish that's also why it's elusive because the moment it sees you it disappears somewhere Mm-hmm. Just runs or magically vanishes or whatever people want to say happened. As a result, it's also very agile. This creature sounds cool, but okay. Well, here's the coolest part. Usually it's described as white, but there are also mentions of it being red and black. Oh, that does look awesome. Oh my gosh, I want a red speeding thin horned creature. <laughs> but it is a horse. It is a horse for sure. Yes. It's a magical... For some reason, well, I was hoping they were foxes. I guess not magical. They, they thought of it as a variant mm-hmm. of a horse. A variant of a horse. Mm. Now, here's where it gets tricky. They thought that these things existed in India. And only the historians, good record keepers, that went to India came back saying... That these were there. That these were there. Now, they know what horses are, and they said it's a horse. But there are rhinoceroses in India, in India apparently. But that doesn't describe the creatures they described. They think it's, an, it's a horse. Yeah. The Greeks. But they didn't describe it as a bulky horse, did they? No, they did not. It was just, it was definitely just an elegant horse with a horn. Yeah, that's weird. Yes. And they they knew what a horse was. Was it a camel? <laughs> a, a camel? Interesting. That's some middle ground. Yeah. Between a horse and a cow, if you want like a bulky like, horse. Skittish, you said? No, like, skittish, no. Camels are like paste. Oh. The, the opposite of skittish. Okay, d- describe this creature again. <laughs> okay. A single 28-inch horn in the center. Mm-hmm. Jumpy and skittish. Jumpy and skittish. Yeah, that's why it's also very elusive. Uh-huh. It's agile for the same reason. And it has red, black, or white fur. And it is a horse. It's got to be some type of deer. I did, were they familiar with deers, though? Okay, if we not thought of it... Deer, that, not like a deer from here, but like those other creatures that look very similar to deer. A gazelle deers, or like, something like that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, a gazelle has two horns, but I know what, you're thinking about those other ones. Yes. That one of them, I think, does in fact have a single horn. The problem is, they're talking horse. The creature that I think you're picturing is significantly smaller. Like, tiny. It's like baby deer size huh then maybe they were decorating their horses okay interesting different angle um we know that even in uh which is no it couldn't be because they would know because greek themselves used to strap 
things to their horses. That's true. So they would know. They would know if it's. They know what a horse looks like. I don't understand. Because, like, if we look at the history, though, of the record of the actual place that they were visiting, what was it, India? Yes. Do they have any unicorn stories? The Indians. Yeah. Well, no, that not that. Well, we do know that the mentions from the Indus Valley civilization is in the Middle East, and India's in the Middle East. But does India itself have any stories? I don't. If this know. is so natural, why wouldn't they have the most stories? <laughs> if everyone's pointing there and saying they have unicorns, wouldn't they? Have unicorn stories. What well, okay, yes. Unicorns? This is what's weird about that, right? Because of all the locations that do mention unicorns, and everybody seems to see it around India. <laughs> but no, India doesn't have any sort of consistent anything with unicorns. No mention of the unicorn everybody else is seeing there. So they have to have something there that people aren't familiar with. I feel like that's got to be the solution. Like... They've got animals that people just aren't familiar with, and they're describing in very strange ways. The unicorn. They're so, describing it as a unicorn as over a unicorn, and over. unicorn, yeah. It's always the same. Or maybe they're not using the word unicorn, but the description is very what we similar. all call the unicorn. Yeah. But that's the thing. We're, we're now, we're talking that these people are all speaking different languages. Yeah. We're using the word unicorn. We're saying mm. this very same description is what they're all saying they're seeing. Yeah. And if it fits... You know, more than half of it, let's say, okay, we're they're talking about what we would call a unicorn. A unicorn yeah. And that's how we're defining this, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Because they're all coming back and saying, there's a one-horned white thing over there that's just there, and it's weird and impossible to catch and see. It's just there, and then it's not. There, then it's not. And they're all mentioning the same thing. Interesting. Yes. Now... It has to be a real thing. Not a real thing, but it's not it's not a unicorn. Well, for a brief period in the Middle Ages, in Europe, popping up here and there, you know, sometimes in Spain, sometimes in uh, England, sometimes in France, sometimes in Italy, sometimes in Germany, you know, it would pop up everywhere. Um, there would be um, depictions in bestiaries where they show animals of different sorts from the regions, you know, real and mythological, sometimes mixed together. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would show the unicorn. Many was- of them. Hmm. Were they all visiting <laughs> India? Well, I'm not entirely sure, but I think they were used... Uh, actually, I have no idea wh- where. I just know they were showing animals that they have seen or recorded or heard of. Just beast series to gather information. And they were depicted in many beast series throughout all of Europe. Consistently. It wasn't one guy's thing. It was like all over the place. Anybody who had one, for whatever reason, seemed to have a, a unicorn in there. Weird. Weird. Okay. And um, here, though, split down the middle, it was thought of about as much of a goat as it was a horse. I don't understand. So sometimes it was depicted as a goat with a horn, and sometimes... It was a horse with a horn. But sometimes it was the middle ground of whatever that would look like with a horn. The middle of a goat and a horse. horse. What? What does that mean? 
What? But we start to get into where I immediately went, huh? I tried to confirm this. And you can find a crap ton of these online. Really old ones. And you can see the pages. And their descriptions. And translations to English from what's being said. And without fail, 100% of the time, from completely different books from across all of Europe. Mentioned in different contexts, but landing at the same idea. Virgins can easily tame the unicorn. <laughs> what? Now, I understand fully somebody heard about it, told somebody. But for the first couple of books that seem to have all been begun around the same period of time, mm -hmm. there was no way that they simultaneously thought of the same thing at the same time. Because it must have been like a five-year gap. And we're talking the Middle Ages. So it's like, whoa, dude. How? What, that they're all saying versions contain? Yes. They're all talking about unicorns and they're all saying... So they all talked to somebody who mentioned the unicorn in the same exact description. And they managed to publish a book that also had the same information about a virgin. They all spoke to the same guy? That happened to be a version. <laughs> Unless there's a school for people who make bestiaries and then they f get taught the basics and Unicorn happens to be one of the basics. Yeah. He's like, then that means like they all were experimenting and were like, okay, let's bring a... Like, how do they end up with the, the, the version? Yes. How <laughs> like, how many people did they test out? Like, okay, let's try to get that person to train the Unicorn. What is it? Not train it. Um, to tame it. Tame it. Yeah. Yeah. And no one could do it except for this virgin horse trainer. <laughs> yes. Weird, right? And no, it's not even a tamer. It's just because they're a virgin for whatever reason, specifically female, a female version, for whatever reason, the unicorn is just submissive. It makes no sense, though. It makes no sense. The other mention that I found that fits this same exact description is actually for dragons from the same Europeans <laughs> in the Middle Ages, okay. mainly from England, which mentioned virgins. virgins can steal the treasure that a dragon is guarding because the dragon will, I guess it's not stealing, the dragon will just move out of its way. It's, the, the, it's collected for the virgin who will one day come and take it. Okay. Are these people just fantasizing about versions and how amazing version being a version is I don't or know. something? Like... Because where I went, huh, again, is that although virgins conceal the gold, they always just remained with the dragon. What? That's how those stories end? Well, taming the unicorn means what? Now you're always with the unicorn. That's your ride or something. So now they've got proximity to a virgin in both instances. And in both instances, hard to reach and quite majestic. Overpowered some things mm -hmm. that are keeping a virgin nearby. For what? <laughs> okay, now if we look at how gods use virgins, right? Sacrifice for blood, pure blood, the most fear, the most innocent. 
Yes. Oh, yes. All the blood and fear I need in one strong dose. Mm Mm-hmm. Jehovah's old solution to the problem, as you know. Yes, yes. But why do they? these creatures need it? They're not eating these versions? They're not doing anything to these versions. Is this an emergency in case some shit goes down? They would then, you know, keep the battery around in case I'm running out of electricity and then, you know, take the battery when I need it. Is that the case? Is it a... As long as they're around me and they think I'm protecting them, they're going to fear... For themselves, but they're going to fear for me, and they'll always be to the edge. I'll always make sure they get to the edge of fear, so I keep the battery close and keep her scared. Somebody's going to hurt her. Yeah. Or I'm going to hurt her. Yeah. Or something. With the unicorn, you're always in danger, but if you trust me, you'll always be safe. But you're always going to be that close to danger, but you're never going to be hurt, so you're always going to be scared. That adrenaline rush, the good fear. It still makes no sense how the version is the key... Is it a woman version for the dragons as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. And also, here's what's weird about this. In both instances, if you're uh, if you adjust to anything, you're no longer going to be scared of it. Because it's your normal. Once yes. something's your norm, it's not... That's a juggle that gods are making with fear. Mm. You have to keep it fresh. If it's not fresh, it's not entertaining. Mm-hmm. We get bored easy. You can't scare us with the same shit. You have to crash the towers, but you also have to threaten us with the bombs. You can't not just, you can't just keep hitting towers. We'll be like, it's normal for towers to get hit. Okay. You know, like you can't do the same trick over and over and over and over. We'll get bored. Right now, people in Ukraine are like, whatever, dude. They're now beating Russia because they got over the fact that Russians had more power. Now they got so bored, they just walked into the streets and started disarming people and they're winning. Like, just got bored and stopped being scared. Now, now what are you going to do? You you killed the fear in them. Now you're screwed. You can't win. They're not scared anymore. So what do these guys do with these versions? I mean, these what versions. are they doing? I have no idea. I never found the solution for that. Why are it, well? At least in these stories, I didn't find a solution. I don't know why. I don't know what the point is. It didn't. They, there wasn't any further explanation, <laughs> and just... I tried to find it. There was nothing. It's like you guys just all talked about the same crap in the same way, and it didn't make... Like, you didn't link back to anything. Was this an idea you all had? There's a fascination uh, with versions back yes, then? For sure. I guess always. Always. I guess always. Always. Damn, that's what pedophilia is, isn't it? Uh, Damn, is that... I mean, when you think about what a ver- They were throwing, like, a 10-year-old at those things. And it was, like, the grown men. Don't get me wrong, the grown men were, like, 15 year olds who were gonna die like the next week of old age or some shit you know (laughs) but they were still like significantly older than the like 10 year old yes during the 10 year old and a dragon or a unicorn and who knows how many other mythical creatures that they were like okay there's a zombie let's throw the version and see what happens this is crazy (laughs) bro basically 1800s just follow, follow me on the train pot. 1800s. God is angry at us. We're in a drought. Go to the elder. He's been around the, the longest. He's like 35 years old. <laughs> like 40. We're going to be generous and say he's 45 years old. The elder is like 45 years old. 
they they die pretty young. There's nothing. There's no medicine. You're just dropping. Anytime you catch anything, you're dead. Yes. Anybody who made it any age, amazing. You got the cold, you're dead. Yes, you're screwed. So, go to the elder. He's like 45 years old. The longest living person there is always the elder. He knows the most. Mm -hmm. Hey, elder, we need to solve the rain problem. There's a drought. And elder's like, this 45-year-old, throw a virgin in the volcano. Now, in his eyes, a virgin, (laughs) the establishment of what a woman is hasn't happened yet. Right? What what year is it? Like, 11? 1100s? You said 1800s. No, that was exaggerated. <laughs> okay. That was exaggerated. Huh? Like the 1800s. <laughs> like, the, the, like the 1100s, right? 1100s. We're going way okay. back there. <laughs> so we're going to throw her into the volcano. Mm-hmm. This 10-year-old girl. This 10-year-old girl. Some okay. 45-year-old guy is like, let's throw her into the volcano. Because mm-hmm. damn, this is the 1800s. This is hard. <laughs> this is harsh. <laughs> 1800s. Can you imagine how savage these 1800s are? This is, this is like a week ago. This is scary, bro. This is too short ago. I'm no, glad. they would just set her on fire. They would, yeah. Oh, fair enough. It was still... This is 1700s, yeah. wasn't it? 1700s. 1700s, yeah. Okay, that was a little further. It's, man, it was still too close. Are you sure? The Salem witch trial things, that wasn't the 1800s? 1700s? I'm pretty sure. Late 17? I mean, let's check that. Let's Let's confirm. Okay. Because late 1700s, I mean, I'm thinking like 1777? 1692 to 3? Yeah, that checks out. I feel like late 17 might have been too too soon still. Yeah, 16, late, latest 1600s. Yeah, that checks out. That makes sense. Early 17. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's another one, though, in the 1878. Does that count? Which trials? A witch trial. Oh, a witch trial. Mm. I mean, yeah, as laws stay like way ancient in certain places and they take a while to catch up. Mm. Burning people. Whoa. Now, that is incredibly weird that they can only be tamed by a virgin. Mm-hmm. But what's even stranger is that throughout all of, I guess, I guess it's not as weird, but that it's a symbol for Christ. But it kind of makes sense considering that, like, Old Testament God was totally into sacrifices. Mm-hmm. He loved virgins and children. Jesus was a virgin? Is he a virgin? I don't no, know. Jesus wasn't a virgin. He wasn't? No. Oh. But, no, he was a symbol for Christ. And uh, the... Unicorn doesn't have to be a virgin. What do you mean? If, he, if the unicorn is a symbol for <laughs> the unicorn, isn't the virgin here? No, I'm saying is the Christ the virgin? No, the unicorn symbolizes Christ. Oh, Christ must like virgins. Oh, okay. Which is weird because I'm sure he was banging Magdalene and like she was far from like like let's be real. Jesus had no game because the one chick he was down with, or he was very sexually open minded. Because the one chick he was down with was known as, like, the the block whore. Mm-hmm. Which is also a lie anyway, so whatever. That that totally wasn't even mentioned in the Bible like that. That's an exaggeration from people. Mm-hmm. He was hanging out with dudes all day. What yeah. are you talking about? Word up. Packages for days. Sausage fests. Every day, all day, nothing more. He loved that bread. Sus. Mega sus. Mega sus. Mega sus. 
Now, this Christ uh, unicorn. Nah, not Christ unicorn. But so the unicorn's uh, horn is talked about in these mentions. These three big mentions talk about a couple of things that kind of pop up here and there in similar ways. So the unicorn is the source of the magic. The the, the unicorn the horn the horn. They mention magic though. Yes, they literally in some manner, shape, or form, mention that whatever makes them unique exists within their horn. Right now I'm using the term magic, but that was only mentioned specifically for the people in the Middle uh, uh, the Middle Ages. That they mentioned that it was, in fact, a magical creature. Why? Did they give examples besides no. attracting virgins or whatever? No. <laughs> okay. But the magic existed in its, uh, in its horn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it was also made of a material that they called alicorn. So, out of something that it's rare. It's like a, the, a uh, an elephant's tusk. Okay. And if extracted, a magical tool could be crafted from it. Ooh. Maybe a wand. Mm-hmm. They didn't describe this tool. Anything. It's up to your imagination. Ah. Uh. Because it's magical, it's but up to the no user. example of... Like a wand. But that's your example or their example? That's they No, anything you can think of. Mm. They mention things like wands, but it's like anything you can think of. Mm-hmm. And any purpose tool, now you have a magic version of it. Okay. It could also be used for medicine, said to be able to heal anything. Hmm... Hmm. And it could be used to create potions. So a bunch of witchy stuff? Yes. And when... Now, interesting interesting point here. With these potions, specifically an alicorn potion, the drinker of the potion would themselves get powers or abilities. What? What are these... Do they have examples of these powers or abilities? I have to know what is this magic? They're just saying magic here and there. But <laughs> what? Enter the merchant. Uh-huh. There was a merchant claiming he had obtained some unicorn powder. That is ground alicorn. Mhm. And he was reported seen between the years of 1739 in 1741. Throughout those years? <laughs> yes. Okay. And? In the countries of Albania, Bulgaria, and Greece. Are those close to each other? Okay. Yes, they are. Now. What makes this strange? Gonna get there. Okay. Shop owner. Atlas Demos in Greece. Noted that this nameless merchant with a hood and a glass bottle offered unicorn powder, bought a bowl shortly after offering the powder, and left. Interesting. Guy pops up, just offers powder, offers unicorn powder, hooded dude, shows up, offers the thing, dips. Second guy, Toshko Stoyanova of Bulgaria. He took note of a hooded merchant with a Greek accent. Now it got weird. Why? 
because it's a Greek guy with a Greek accent was a very specific note the Bulgarian mentioned. Uh-huh. He said that a hooded merchant with a Greek accent, and the Greeks already believe that the unicorn is real. Yes. And this guy shows up with a Greek accent and claims to have unicorn, unicorn powder. Uh-huh. Weird. But, and it, uh, he offered him um, unicorn powder they buy at the it? town square. He did not buy it. Hmm. It was just offered to him. Finally, Noel Thanasi, the Albanian ship captain. <laughs> okay. Who kept extensive notes of what happened on the ship. It was one of his ways to entertain himself. So he had many, many, many Many records. And because he was a ship captain, he was usually on a ship with people for a long time. So he got time to see things. So he saw this merchant? The Albanian ship captain wrote in his log about a hooded merchant on board. Also with a Greek accent? Actually, that's the first thing, yeah. Who also has a Greek accent. So the merchant, Greek accent, Mm -hmm. hood offers unicorn powder Mm -hmm. on the cruise, on the ship, on the ride to wherever they're going. How many people buy it? Claims an ill woman on board. This is him on his notes. Yes. He claims an ill woman on board the ship drank tea with a bit of the powder sprinkled. Within moments, the woman was well. Okay. This is a captain who sees... He's an experienced guy. He's kept notes. He has many notes. He's been at this for a while. This guy must be old. Mm-hmm. And he's seen all kinds of manner. This is the first time that he's like, what the hell? On his own boat. It's like, this guy shows up. Is that the up. only thing that happens on the boat? This guy shows up. And out of nowhere, he's gives this woman a thing. And for the first time in his life, he sees something. He's seen so many strangers come through. It's a ship. He's moving people back and forth. All kinds of weird wanderers come through. Mm-hmm. This is the first time he's like, holy crap, what the hell am I looking at? The woman gets a tea. The woman instantaneously gets better. This guy's like, what the f-? It's like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. And so he makes a note of this guy. What's up with the Greek merchant? What, what's, this can't be real, right? He's kidding me. Other ship passengers shortly after buy and consume the powder. A series of different ways. They throw it in their drinks. They throw it in their meals. Uh, uh, and they sort of just take part thanking the guy. And for several days, just kind of hanging out with the merchant or whatever. The merchant seems real cryptic, real. Like he's detached according to this guy's. Look, he's writing paragraphs and shit sometimes. So it's annoying to go through it. But he's just he's also rambling a lot of crap. That's, like, unrelated. But he always circles back to how interesting this merchant was. Okay. Now, other than the lady, for a while it all seems pretty normal. And he's like, okay, there must have been a trick he did there. Until something? With exception for a man. Now, this man claims to have a walking stick his entire life. And he drank the powder and finished the rest of the trip without the walking stick. The man... It's important to say that the man only said he showed up with a walking stick. He didn't say he drank the powder. 
Very important. This is where these notes fall apart. He took note of the man with the walking stick. Yes. That's the right way this goes. He took note of the man with the walking stick. He thinks the man drank the powder because the man finished without the walking stick. But that's the only person he doesn't know whether or not he drank the powder. Okay. Now, all the people he knows for a fact drank the powder had no reaction. But the man with the walking stick, who he doesn't know drank the powder, he's assuming drank the powder. Only because of the first lady that got better. because the first lady that got better. His assumption is it's only working on people with severe problems. Mm-hmm. And that maybe this does, in fact, work. But there's no proof of that. But there's no proof of that. Okay. It's just mentioned in his notes. Now, it's the same guy. We know the guy is real. The guy popped up in different places. It's mm-hmm. the same Greek merchant. But, but also, how's he story, getting around? Did he do anything weird? Like, no, he, he sold was... the guy the thing, but that was the end of that story? It doesn't even say he bought it. Oh, I thought he bought it. No, it was just I thought mentioned. the second one didn't buy it, but the first one bought it. No, he offered the powder and left. Oh, okay. Okay, that's weird. I mean, notes weren't great back then. We're talking like shredded mentions of something that's like a tiny blurb, oh. essentially. Just somebody was scribbling on a thing. Okay, so he's a traveling salesman. What's weird about this is how close together these years are and how far he got as well. How close are those years? We're talking 1739 to 1741. That's three years apart. And he traveled three countries quite extensively, quite far apart. You don't think it takes three years? Maybe on a horse or something? Like, he's not walking. I mean, he's on a boat in one of the stories. Interesting. Boats are pretty famous. Guessing, right? (laughs) It depends, right? How long could he be... He is on the move. One of those is literally on the move. Yeah. Man, I wonder where the ship was headed. Those I didn't I did not even bother looking at that. <laughs> no, it might have been from one place to the other. Yeah. Oh. These might be way closer connected than we thought. Mm-hmm. It might have been like he left one of these places, went to the other. Yeah, went to the boat and then went to wherever. Hmm. Well, we don't know if his thing was doing anything. We don't know if his thing was doing anything. There's just circumstantial evidence. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Is this the only guy recorded selling this powder? The only credibly existing individual. Oh. Oh. Hmm. I thought it was very strange that there was a real person who potentially healed people with something he was claiming was unicorn powder and came from a country where they thought unicorns were real to begin with. That they saw in a country that themselves didn't know about unicorns or care about unicorns but had a rhinoceros that could be described as a unicorn and there's a close enough description and people do use rhino's horn right like they do use yeah, that like medicine that. stuff yes. like yeah so it could be the same thing except the people who think unicorns are real also know what a horse is and think a unicorn is a variant of a horse. But do they know what rhinos are? Yes. Positive. Yes. The Greeks. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Because some of the bestiaries are Greek, and they have. They have rhinos. They have rhinos, and they have unicorns. Okay. Hmm. I don't know because it it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because their solution was. Versions contain them. Like, that makes me feel like 
Well, <laughs> this is where I think the unicorn is doing something similar to what Santa is doing. They're keeping fear as the fuel, and they're keeping the battery nearby. Mm-hmm. So they only need one. They're not trying to be super mega god-powered. Usually, it's just to be elusive. And it could be used for other things when they're not being elusive. But it seems like they're sort of managing what they apply it to. They're not crazy over that they could do all the things at the same time. They still be caught, they can still be killed. So they're doing a small version of it. But somehow they're not they're not killing they're not drinking the blood or something. There's no stories of dangerous unicorns doing crazy things. Not that I'm aware of, but wow. Definitely something to look into. Ultimately, I think they are somehow tapping into the same power that Santa Claus has figured out. That's my that's my theory. Because they're not, as far as we know, drinking the blood of these virgins. But they're being consistently reported as being tamed by a virgin. Or keeping a virgin nearby. Or something related to not being dangerous and being easily seen by and being ridden by a virgin. Very strange. Hmm. Now, I'm thinking virgin because innocence. Innocence leads to more fear because lack of experience is usually where the innocence lies. But I still want to know where the magic is because I still haven't heard anything magical. Magical examples of a unicorn. The only... The closest thing to an example of unicorn magic is the potentiality of a unicorn flying. But any description of a unicorn flying felt more like they were describing a unicorn that was hopping and sustaining a hop for a long time. So a hovering unicorn at most. <laughs> That's very strange. Okay. Like it's not going upwards. It's like hopping off a cliff and making it to the other side. Well. Now the size of the cliff could be questionable. Is he's like, oh, I couldn't jump that as a person, but I've seen other horses do it. Or is this horse just so scared it's willing to take the shot? Mm-hmm. And like makes it. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like there's no credibility there. Like, if he, if they'd mentioned the distance from one cliff to the other. Then we maybe we can see some magic. Exactly. Like, is there a river in between both of them and this horse hopped off one side and just glides to the other clean? This horse goat thing. Yeah, horse goat thing. <sighs> okay. There is an interesting detail here that does come through the goat side of things. What's that? And, hold on. This was uh, a, a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. There was an Indian guy who did talk about a magical creek goat. No, he didn't. But he talked about it in knowledge of the constellations. So it's a person who was studying the constellations and was talking about a Greek goat. So, like, those lines cross really hard, and that also felt like useless information. Hmm. Because he he made no mention of a horse or a unicorn. But it is just a goat. It's just a goat. It's just a goat. It, seem, it doesn't even seem like just a goat. It's a magical goat. And he was a person who was learning the constellations. Learning astrology, particularly. He was learning astrology. And he mentions a goat? In his writing, he mentions the magical Greek goat. But, one, it's not the Indian unicorn goat. It's just the Greek magic goat. And he's a person who studies astrology. I'm sure 
that's a mention of his studies. Okay. Being written back in the 1700s. Okay. Weird. So that didn't feel relevant. Mm. But if you wanted something about a magical goat, there you go. <sighs> that doesn't help. The only note there that makes sense is that the Greeks see the unicorn as a horse down there, and then some Indian said there was a magic goat in Greece. That's the only, like, the two dots that I was like, oh, interesting. But then I was like, this is useless. This is useless. This is a coincidence more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I see nothing magical unless attracting versions is magical. Which sounds just like a dude fantasy. Exactly. (laughs) I guess it's magical to men. It's magical to men, yeah. All right. I guess. I guess that's it. Yeah, that's that's what we got on unicorns. (laughs) And I, it's kind of useful to some degree because that means there's, there's a potentiality that there are unicorns and a unicorn doesn't seem particularly magic magical which tells me that it's a really grounded kind of thing it's probably really using very little amounts of magic to either sustain its life for really long or maybe do this dumb hover thing so you it think it is an actual creature though and not just a real animal being confused or something else. Well, the possibility is that it's a creature that is on Adrenochrome, but it's not doing anything. So that's where you can, we can investigate that and write that off at some point. That it's just a creature that isn't on Adrenochrome and is also not magic. It's just a, an elusive, normal horse-type thing, or a rhino-type thing, or a goat-type goat. thing. <laughs> yeah. And we can write that off if we find out which one it kind of really is, which seems to lean towards horse, some weird kind of deformed horse or mm-hmm. a species of horse that lives in the mountains or somewhere that probably has a mist everywhere and <laughs> looks majestic. And people are like, wow, magic. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, fun fact, not here in the notes, but it is a detail that did pop up. You're usually seeing a unicorn standing looking north when they're motionless. This is the opposite of a dog who poops south. <laughs> so I guess oh. the dog is also looking north, technically. <laughs> okay, wait. Say that again about the unicorn? A unicorn is usually, when they're stationary, mm-hmm. they're usually aiming north. You can reliably see a unicorn aiming north. So wherever the unicorn is pointing when they stopped, it's usually north. Which means that doesn't make any sense. That's no. one of those things that people just say. Because, like, the unicorn has to stop looking somewhere else at some point. It can't always, like, it's always if has it's to be in motion. If it's 100% looking north, then... Yeah, like, it has to always be in motion to look anywhere else. What if it's something's... What if there's a wall behind it? And whatever it needs to eat is against the wall. It can't, because no. it could only look away from the wall when it that stops. That makes it sound sort of magical. That makes it look like it lives hell. It lives hell, yeah. It's in a magical magnet. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so that sounds like bullcrap to me. Yeah. But anyways, I think we got <laughs> some information to look into, and we have some details about the unicorn that I think are fascinating. It's potentially... That we might have to research more on. Mm-hmm. And we might have to tackle this creature. We might have to catch it. Because if we can figure out what they're doing, then we can figure out enough power to go get Santa. We First, we need a version. To attract the unicorn. Yes. I get... Wait, are we virgins? Because we're clones. I'm not really sure. But you have a wife. So I'm assuming... Wait, is this version of you married? I don't know. This version of me has a... A... What was it? A a baby with a Bigfoot. 
Oh my wait. Yeah, I got raped by a big friend. We had a baby. Oh yes, that happened. That happened. I have a son. Oh yeah. And oh, you're not a virgin. The other version of me was married to the cockroach. Oh. Which okay. also had a child. So there's a Disturbing. It's the same DNA. So in yes. theory, my DNA. Although I didn't make that baby with that disgusting roach. Do are you raising that baby? I'm not raising that baby. Are you raising this baby? No. No, I'm but not raising you, either. Okay. Okay, so you're definitely not a virgin. I'm definitely not a virgin. I can't be the honey. Oh, man. Can you be the honey? I guess I could be. <laughs> yeah, we got to throw you at the in the volcano, I guess, to attract the unicorn. I don't know how this works. Know, we yes. Out, we'll figure out how to attract the unicorn. I think we should throw me in a volcano and <laughs> see what throw happens. You in a volcano. Just in case. Maybe it's a, yeah. hey, we could write that one off, you know? Yeah. I mean, we can make more of us. Exactly. It is what it is. We'll do different things. That's fair. I like where you're going with this. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so if you guys want to find out more where this goes, I suppose, and about other creatures of which we have extensively gone through, you can find... Uh, you can contact us. You can message us on our socials at Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, at just convo pod. Remember to subscribe, right, and review the show. Yes, and let someone who might like this show know about it. This has been The Rambling Podcast. Take nothing personal, and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Eh. It would be crazy. I don't know. YouTube's full of shit. I don't believe it. Yeah. Memers. You know, yeah. memers be doing memeing. Yes. But it'd be so awesome if that was true. It's hilarious. I don't think I'd rewatch the whole show like that, but. Yeah. I would just like. Just curiosity. Like old Resident Evil dubs. Yeah. But there's no way because people love the show, so I can't imagine that they were watching it like that. The content's probably better than the conversation and dialogue. You uh, know? Yeah, actually, what's happening is really interesting. Just the first episode is packed with everything. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yep. Everybody watching that watch. so late. The next thing we need to watch that we are so late to is the Tiger King. Yeah, holy shit, I haven't seen that yet, you're right. Yeah, so, yeah, we're behind. The podcast is hosted by Christina Colazzo and Jack Thomas, produced by Lynn Taylor and published by GreatThoughts.info, art by Zero Lupo, and logo by Seth McAllister, with social media managed by Amber Black.